When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, see, this is usually where I would do my, yeah, but I'm just not feeling it. I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm just not no, feeling fine. it at all. I, I, I want to be enthusiastic. Where I want to say that everything's okay. I'm, all, I'm a mess right now, and Chris piling on doesn't help. And I'm not going to yell at Raider Nation. I might yell at John Gruden a little bit, but I'm not going to yell it at Raider Nation. Uh, Al, what in the world's going yeah. on? What, what, yeah. I mean, two shutouts in, in three games? What, 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 what are you supposed to say about that? What are you supposed to say about a team that is loaded with MVPs and All-Stars and everything else and they can't score a single run? What in the world? Well, what do we break down when, you know, usually in sports we have things to break down. We have, you know, <laughs> right. this, this uh, what a great home run, what a great couple of shots, guys <laughs> on second and third, and you find a way to uh, bring a runner in. and it, Usually kind of have some meat on the bone there to break down. This morning, you and I both looked at each other. It's like, all right, one nothing. Um, a <laughs> lot of wind. Yeah, a lot of wind. Lot of wind. Very windy. Yeah, Very wind. windy. Gavin Lux's ball should have left the ball. Look, the Giants got Trash. three hits and won yeah. the game. The, let me say that again. The mm-hmm. Giants had three hits and won the game. They just happened to have one that pierced through the wind. It was absolutely smoked by Longoria. Yeah. They win the game one to nothing. The Dodgers had five hits. They got three hits. Out of one spot in the order. Albert Pujols had two. Steven Souza had one. Beyond that, they had two hits total. Uh, it, we, we Look, like you said, Al, we could come in here typically after a playoff loss and say, mm-hmm. hey, Dave should have done this, or why did this guy throw to this base, or why did this person make this base running error, and how about this pitching change? No, not, not really. There, there, there's, there's none of that when it's one to nothing. There's none of that when you get five hits, and really none of them were hit all that hard. It never really felt like the Dodgers were threatening other than maybe very briefly once when they had a couple of guys on base. But even then, it didn't feel like they were getting ready to break the game open. There's not a lot to chew on about last night other than the Dodgers have put themselves in a position where – there's no margin of error anymore. They literally they are up against the wall again. Here, this is basically the Cardinal game all over again tonight. If the Dodgers win, it's going to be the Cardinal game all over again on Thursday night. Now that'll be the same for the Giants. But you know, as far as last night goes, they didn't hit. End of story. Well, I, there are actually. I will say this: there are definitely. I mean, if if you kind of look at, we'll, we'll spend a, a second here on the Giants because. You had said something, I don't know how long ago, maybe a month ago, something along those lines, maybe even a little bit more than that, where you kind of just started talking about this could be fate for the Giants. This is just an unbelievable season. Nobody expected them to get this far. What do you mean they won 107 games in the regular season, six games, whatever the hell they won? Mm-hmm. Um, they were expected to win 70-plus games. There was a really good article right before the Dodgers and the uh, Giants started their series about – 
I think Vegas might fold. Vegas might fold. If, if Giants end up winning it. I don't think they it was are, quite that. I think it they might exposure. all. I think they might close up shop. I think they might all close uh-huh. up shops one by one. They're already Venetian, getting ready to set up a roadblock around the city so no one can get Venetian, Palazzo, win. all of them. All of them will just shut down. But it, uh-huh. it's been a – when you said you know a while back, man, it just might be fate. And listen, Dodgers are down 2-1. You just take care of business at Dodger Stadium today. Now you're in a in a flip of a coin. Literally, you know this is so much different than some of these. Other, like last season when it was against the Atlanta Braves, and you know you were down three games to one. I think Dodger fans, a lot of them felt like, okay, no, no, we're we're still the better team. We're going to figure this thing out, and we got a chance to win it. I want to give the Giants some credit because you're right. Um, you don't have to win a game nine to two to get a W. You don't have to win a game. Six to one. You don't have to. All you have to do is score one more run than the opposing team. And the Dodgers or the the Giants. It might not look pretty. It might not be perfect. It might not be beautiful baseball. Uh, and a lot of times, actually, I would I would go against that and say it is actually say, really good baseball because they played about as well as you could play last night. Defensively, they were great. They pitched yep, great. They got yep. the one big swing that they needed. You can't ask for much more than any of that. But I, I say that because you know when you say look on paper. Look on paper. Look at these two squads on paper. Uh-huh. Why is this a series? Why did they win X amount of games? And I think the only thing I can explain or justify it, Trav, they believe they could beat the Dodgers. They they, they believe that they are the best team in Major League Baseball, and, and the Dodgers got to obviously bounce back tonight, but that's what I take away from yesterday's loss. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's what I want to do. I want to hear from Dodger fans. I want to hear how you're feeling going into tonight's game, how you're feeling about where this series is, how you're feeling about the bats, how you're feeling about what the Dodgers should do on the mound tonight, how you're yep. feeling about what the Dodgers should do in the batting order tonight. Do you have to get Gavin Lux into that order? We'll talk about all of those things on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the fact that for the first time in my memory, and I'm not saying it's never happened before, Mm -hmm. but I've watched a lot of Dodger baseball over the last 40 years or so, okay? A lot. I've never seen the wind blow like that before. I know. I've seen rain occasionally, not very often. Once in a blue moon, you'll get a cold night, but not very. I've never just seen howling winds. Like when you think of, and you may not be old enough to remember this out, when when the Dodgers and Giants were playing back in the 80s and the early 90s, and they'd go up to Candlestick Park, it would always be windy and there's trash swirling around and sticking up against the outfield wall and just that dump of a ballpark. And you're just looking at it, what in the world is going on there? That was Dodger Stadium last night. Swirling winds, guys getting stuff in their eyes. Max Scherzer got blown off the rubber in the first inning last night. I mean, Max Scherzer is a big, strong, powerful guy, and the wind was blowing hard enough to move him off of the rubber. I've never, ever seen that. That should have been the first indication that, you know what, I don't like this. This If you believe in the baseball gods or fate or karma or any of those things, that there was a you know gusting winds all night long at Dodger Stadium, that should have been your first indication that this was not L.A. Dodger weather. Yeah, how, how weird was that? And I know that was a lot of the conversation. And Roberts talked about, I mean, just use Gavin Luck's ball that he hit at the Ugh. end, Chris Taylor's ball that he hit uh, earlier in the game. Um, use those two as examples. There's a very strong likelihood that both of those balls are probably out of the ballpark at worst. Mm-hmm. They're getting down, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're effective hits that are going to do something for a team that didn't score a run, put them in a position to potentially score a run. 
How awkward was that? I mean, everything just seemed a little bit off yesterday. And But I also don't want to do this. What I don't want to do is, you know, you don't want to make – both teams were playing the same environment, right? Yeah. So what you don't want to do is – and I and I, I say this because I cautiously – you don't want to make excuses for a squad that was playing – this wasn't the Houston Astros yesterday where they have an advantage because they're cheating, right? It was sure. an environment that both teams had to deal with. And I do think you could say – you could make the case Dodgers got the short end of that stick, and I'm using Gavin Lux's ball or I could use Chris Taylor's ball. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do if you're the Dodgers, all of a sudden start stacking up these excuses because you do that for another 12 hours, Chad, the season's over. Yeah, no, I don't. Again, I, I know that maybe this is semantics for me. It doesn't feel like an excuse. It's just an indication of incredibly bad luck. That that I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. That Longoria's yeah. ball went out. He got it through the wind. Whatever. Gavin Lux's ball had an expected batting average of 890, which just take it at 89 percent of the time, a ball that's hit that hard to that part of the ballpark at that angle drops for a hit. 89% of the time. 107-mile-per-hour line <laughs> yeah. drive with a 22-degree launch angle, 89%. And, and that, that hits the 890. 89%. Yep. 9 out of 10 times, that ball is in the gap for a hit, and then 50% of the time, it's that ball mind. leaves the ballpark. Chris Taylor's 92% of the time, that ball falls for a hit. It wasn't meant to be. And, and at some point, you hope that this stuff starts to turn, right? Because we talk about this all the time. With baseball, it is ultimately this stuff comes back to what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's that if you're really good, you're going to catch more breaks than if you're really bad. If you're really bad, you might have a night where you catch a couple of breaks, but more often than not, it's going to go against you. It seems like the Giants have caught every possible break, unless we just want to say, you know what, maybe they're not. Last night, balls hit into a you know a ninety hundred mile an hour wind that's catching a break, but they pitched their you know what's off. Yep. They went out there. Unbelievable Alex, defensive plays oh in my big gosh. time moments. Brandon I mean, it seems Crawford like is 150 years old and went up there like Spider Man. He went 50, 50 feet in the air to catch that line drive off of Mookie's bat. That ball was absolutely scorched. And there he goes. He's up. The, when, when he hit that, I literally jumped off the couch and said, All right, here we go. And then right into the glove. It's like, are, are you kid? They could not catch a break. Ball hit up the middle. Guy makes a diving stop, throws him out of first base. We know the ball's hit to the wall uh, from Lux and Taylor. Just there wasn't one moment where it felt like the Dodgers were catching a break. The baseball gods have not smiled on them at all. Now, we got another one tonight. You got another decision to make tonight. Can I, about can the I, can I stop you? Else. Can I stop yeah. you for a second about the yeah. baseball gods? Um, by the way, I love how that's this has become. It's all a religious show now. We the baseball gods have <laughs> well, have, they're secular gods. Have made they're their not, imprint. Not they've made their gods. They've made their imprint inside the show. <laughs> um, so I, I I think you know this is something for me personally. All right, because I've I've been with you and a lot of others when you talk about the Dodgers are just a better team. They're just a better team. Yeah, I think you have that's to about to not be true. <laughs> well, I think you have to. I, I I no longer will say that because yeah. even if the Dodgers come back and win this series three games to two, um, I don't know what more the San Francisco Giants can do to tell people on a continuous basis, no, we are a damn good team. You might not like how we win. Maybe maybe it's not the sexiest style of baseball, but we win our way. I, I was using Trav, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You didn't have to like the San Antonio Spurs. You didn't have mm-hmm. to like that they're throwing chess passes and Tim Duncan's banking the shot from 15 feet out, and everything is just so um, – uh, it's so uh, – 
I don't know the way to put it here, but it was just so structured, right? Like maybe structured. Yeah, fundamental is a perfect perfect way to describe it. But I'm I'm off of the you know we say the baseball gods this, the baseball gods that. You've played three games against the Giants. Two of those games you didn't score a run. That's on you. You know, I, I, you know, as we sit here and try to come up with excuses and we talk about, like you were just saying, usually that ball is out by Gavin Lux. Well, don't wait until the bottom of the ninth with two outs to try to tie the game. I, I think there are a lot of this that you can sit back here and you could say, wow, what a game in game two where they put up nine runs. How about you just put up four runs a game rather than nine <laughs> runs in, or three runs a game rather hey, look, than, than nine runs in, in one this game? This is what they've done all season long. The Dodgers have been hot You're and right. cold all season. This is not a playoff thing. They, they, the, it's weird that the Giants seem to have their number a little bit better. Dodgers have been shut out by the Giants, including the playoffs, three times. The rest of Major League Baseball shut out the Dodgers Four times. So the the Giants have their number when it comes to that. Yep. Now, here's yep. some good news. The guy that they're going to run out there today, Scalfini, has gotten ripped by the Him Dodgers. Him and I have the same ERA. Yes. <laughs> He's pitched 27 innings against the Dodgers this year. He's given up 22 runs. So you would expect them to have a whole bunch of offense going tonight. Here's the question. Who do the Dodgers pitch? Who's in the lineup? Those are the questions that I want to get into next. Now, we already got people on hold. If you want to get in, talk about your feelings heading into this, do it right now. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Who's on the mound tonight? Dave Roberts still isn't telling us. We'll break it down next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Zero runs. Zero runs in game one. Zero runs in game three. Nine runs in game two. I guess if you're a believer in patterns, Al, that yeah. tonight tonight should be a pretty good night, that the Dodgers are going to get a whole bunch of runs tonight. That's exciting if you want to well, look at it that way. From a math perspective, um, you probably don't win games one and three if you don't score a run. <laughs> very difficult. Throwing that part <laughs> very, out there. Very, very difficult to score uh, zero runs and win the game. I, the, the Giants had three hits. Mm-hmm. The Gi- the, you, If you listen to Longoria after the game, if you listen to some of the other Giants players, I gave Kapler out a quote too. Yeah. They, when Lux hit that ball, they thought, okay, it's it's a tie game. We're going to have mm-hmm. to go into extra innings there. That They dodged a couple of bullets, but they put themselves they, – they got one of the hits that they needed to, to get it done. By the way, um, the Lux piece of this, you know, we obviously haven't seen uh, too much of him. Is, is this one of those games where your offense has been struggling at least in two of these three games – He's got to be out there tonight, right? Got to find a way to get pit- Gavin Lux in. Right-handed pitcher on the mound, so I would think probably. But the qu- the question's still the same. The, mm-hmm. the question with Gavin Lux is the same question we had in Game One. It's the same question you had in uh, the Wild Card game. Where do you play him? 
You know, we're, because first base, you're actually getting a little production, and you're not going to play Pujols again today because it's a right-handed hitter. Yeah. But, you know, Beattie's been all right. Bellinger's been all right offensively. It's just what what do you do? Where do you put him? I, I, I agree with you. You need to find somewhere to put him in the lineup, but who who comes out? He's just got to get, and I, I say this, you know, we talk about, and I would always, I would always go with the structure. I'll take defense over offense. I would. I, I think ultimately in a game, things, and when you've been shut out two out of three times, well, you're looking let me, to let me tighten finish. up the D. No, no, let me finish. <laughs> that I would take defense over offense in any predicament, any situation. You take NBA, NFL, baseball. The problem with the Dodgers is you have two of three games where you have not scored. That if you're going to roll the dice in a game and say, okay, we'll take our chances on the defensive side because we need offense, wouldn't it be tonight? Yeah, I, I, I think he's need. I think he needs to be in there. Whether you stick him in center field or left field and slide somebody over, can to you center imagine? Field, him, I, I don't know. He's got to be out there. Can you imagine him in center with yesterday's wind? Oh, you couldn't do it yesterday. I mean, you have tornadoes circling the him. ballpark. No, no, no. It would have helped him. It would have helped him. Yeah, I, I don't think so. It's very rare where you see major <laughs> leaguers, like, tracking the ball oh, into yeah. their glove every time. And every time that ball went up in the air, you could tell everybody was, was, was pretty locked in. Who pitches today? This, this is the question that Dave Roberts easy has to figure out. Yeah, okay? easy. Okay. Um, I, I think it's I think it's Bueller, and I, th- I think there's a couple reasons for this. Um you yesterday had the luxury of getting seven unbelievable innings from Max Scherzer. He was great. Trining came in one inning. Um, Kenley came in. By the way, Kenley's just—it's yeah, what, what, whatever he's eating. I, or I don't lifting know. <laughs> weights or or his, the way he drives to the ballpark. Or whatever, mean, whatever he's doing, make sure everyone else is doing. Dominating, dominating the mound. Okay, so you 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 got a chance yesterday to go through a rotation where you didn't you didn't need to use up your bullpen. You still have Tony Gonsolin if you need him uh, tonight as well. I think you I think you start out the game with Walker Bueller, go as far as that he can go, and then after that, all hands on deck. Gonsolin is there. You know Julio is going to be ready for Thursday, even though you're not paying attention to Thursday, but you're set up pretty damn well if Julio gets that ball on, on, thur- uh, on Thursday up in San Francisco. I, I think you use Bueller tonight. Yeah, and the off day gives you a bunch of options. If you can get to the off day, today is exactly like it was a week ago Wednesday where everything is in play. Everybody that can pitch needs to be ready to pitch. I, I agree with you. I think that you go Bueller first. I think that Bueller is your first best option. And you literally, I mean, you have a next to zero tolerance policy when it comes to trouble. I'm not saying he's got to go one, two, three every inning, but the second you get even a whiff of him being off, just a whiff, right? then you need to get somebody else moving and start thinking about going in a different direction because you do not have time, especially with the way that the Dodgers have been swinging the bats. You don't know if you're going to get another zero or one or two or maybe the big inning is coming. You just don't know. You cannot let this thing get away from you. You have to go quick to the pen. So, Trav, when you say that, does that mean in the second inning he gives up a base hit and he gives up a walk, two on, nobody out? What what do you do there? It's oh, not. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, oh but, yeah. Okay, but what's? Oh yeah. You pull Bueller or you just no, have Gonsolin working. Get, you get somebody. Yeah, going. Gonsolin's working. You, yeah. you get. I'm not saying you pull him, but if put first first of all, depends on the hit. If it's mm-hmm. a ground ball through the infield, that's sure. not a big deal. But, but if, if it's, it's smoked, if, yeah. If it's a ball hitting the alley and then you walk somebody, now all of a sudden that's he's he's letting you know that that's it, it ain't my day. It, like hmm. normally. 
you would say, all right, let's see what happens here. You know, a run's not going to decide the game, but a run could decide the game right now. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw five, six, seven pitchers come out of that bullpen for the Dodgers tonight. Let's go to the Dr. Pepper call in line, 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Covina. And Eric, Eric, you're up first. You're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, gentlemen. Well, okay, I will not get spiritual on this matter, so let's just call it the ghost from Candlestick Park came to Dodger <laughs> Stadium last night. Uh-huh. Because if you guys all remember the 70s with Thomas Lasorda, Lopes and all them, those wind gusts that were always swirling around, and it always seemed to go in the favor of the Giants. Come on. I mean, that shot that Lux hit last night, that reminded me of Jack Clark's homer to left field in the play game five of the playoffs off of Tom Nienenfrew, who threw a pitch so hard that thing was gone in a second, and everybody knew it. And when we, when I saw that ball go, it's like somebody had radar on it and just brought it back down right away. That was so. You know what? It was one of those things. Like, come on, don't tell me they brought this stuff from Candlestick Park. Don't tell me the eyes are not on the Dodgers to do well this season. And because, come on, the Dodgers this year. You're right. This is what they do. They sometimes, you know, they just pull it out at the end. Via dramatic style, via home runs, you know, stolen bases. And last night just really took the air. I was like, this doesn't happen to the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Hmm. And apparently to the Giants. Gosh, guys, this is some <laughs> really much a somber mood, man. Because, come on. I mean, now I'm looking now, and you guys mentioned something else. I like to see, uh, I want to see Bueller out there. Throw him out there. Hey, this is win or lose. We, we can't hold anything back now. We're, our gun, our backs are against the wall. Just go for it. And you know what? With certain situations, let's surprise the hell out of them. Throw down some bunts. They're not going to be waiting for it. Everybody's so doing all this weird switching around the field. They're staying back. All right, we'll dump it across. We'll get yeah, them around let, that let's, way. Let's talk about some of this stuff, Eric. Thanks for the phone call. Eric had a lot of layers there. A lot yeah, of layers he there. did. I, I, I hear him, and in a vacuum it makes sense that this idea of, hey, Let's drop a few bunts down. Let's get some traffic on the bases. Let's see what can happen. And, and yeah, okay, I, I, he, he's not wrong. But what you're asking these guys to do is they've played, let's say, 162 plus 1 plus 3 makes 400. They've played 166 games, okay, on top of however many games they played last year and the season before that and the season before that going back all the way. You're going to all of a sudden do something that you've never done before? It just—it's it, one of these things. It's—it's very difficult to all of a sudden say we play baseball like this, and this is how we've done it every single day for years, and then tonight we're going to do it differently. That's just—that seems very unrealistic to me. That you're not going to go up there and see Justin Turner drag bunt because they're shifted on him. You're not going to go over there and see Mookie try to push one up to the first baseline because they're shifted. It, it just doesn't feel like that's what they're going to do. Listen, I know this probably won't come off all that great. I don't think Dodger fans should panic. I really don't, and I say that just because, look, you've seen the Dodgers in this position. It's not to discredit how dangerous the Giants are because they're incredibly dangerous, and oh, by the way, they've already got wins against Bueller and Scherzer so far in this series, even though combined they've given up four runs. Um, You can have, Trav, you and I are not sitting here saying to ourselves that the Dodgers cannot have one of those five, six-run games tonight. They they very well have, and and they may take this game to San Francisco. And, oh, by the way, does it not seem like no matter what happens between these two squads, it will come down to one final game in San Francisco? Seems like it's supposed to, right? It seems like it's supposed (laughs) to, right? And it it might be, you know, you'll probably have um, a 20-game winner for the Dodgers versus – 
somebody from the Giants who just came off of a game where he pitched eight innings. I don't know how many strikeouts he ended up having. Webb ended up having in that 68. first game. <laughs> 68 strikeout night. But it, it seems like it could very well come to this. The, the, the thing I'll just say with the Dodgers – um, man, you just don't want it to be any mind games. You don't want to come down to, you know, you start thinking psychologically. Like, you kind of start off the show with the baseball gods. Yeah. You, don't want, you don't want them to think by any stretch of the imagination that, it, oh, look, my gosh, it's, it's just not meant to be. It's hard not to think like that. You're right. You are 100% right. That is an unhealthy way to look at it. You, you couldn't be more right. My psychology right now is nowhere I want any of these players to be near. I, I am a mental. <laughs> wreck right now I, if you I tried to go to the game they would they would <laughs> decline a yeah. press pass for you yeah. no you're not allowed in I, I get it but ow it's there it's hard not to look at this yeah. and think hey why why is this why did we have candlestick park weather at dodger stadium last night i've mm-hmm. never seen it I, I get it both teams had to play in it but it sure seemed to kind of go against the dodgers a little bit more let's try another one let's go to pasadena this time and jesus jesus you're on with travis and Slee. what's up Hey guys, so it's uh, I I really want to defend my Dodgers here a bit because they actually had 13 hard hit balls last night, and it's to say that they didn't get the job done, they didn't. But I think we got to give more credit to the Giants' defense. When we take a look at the fourth inning, there was a hard hit ball that had an expected batting average of 500, good defense. When we look at the, I think it's the sixth inning, uh, Chris Taylor, an expected batting average of 920 with an exit velo of 107, line out. Yep. And then we obviously know the Mookie Betts one, the one that Crawford got. And so the Dodgers had opportunities, and they made great, had great at-bats, made great hits, but the Giants played better defense. I don't think, Jesus, appreciate you calling in. I don't think there's a Dodger fan out there would disagree with this, Trav. And, and Dave Roberts said this a couple of days ago when they, when they didn't win the division or a week ago or so. It's not that the Dodgers did not win the division. It's that the Giants took it. The Giants went out there and won it, right? Yep. And I'm going to use yesterday's game as an example to play off what Jesus said. It's not like the Giants are getting lucky winning a game here or there. I, I, I wouldn't use the term luck. No. For the things they can control, they control. They they. If you're expecting the Giants to lose, it ain't going to happen. But if you want to go out there and beat the Giants, that's the best chance you have of beating them because they're not going to beat themselves. So to play off what Jesus said – Man, he's right. There were four, five, six different times last night where you say, damn, these guys are flawless. They These little things end up winning a game, and I know it's not every day you're going to see a game one to nothing, which in a weird way is beautiful baseball. You just want to be on the other side of it. Yeah, I'd like to have the one instead. I, <laughs> I prefer the one to the zero. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's the, here's the good news. Yep. Win tonight. And the baseball gods might smile on you on Thursday, right? That if you if you go through this and do what you're supposed to do tonight, get your hits, pitch well, play defense, do all the things. The manager pulls the right strings and all of the things where you you we've talked about this so many times, Al, that I feel like I'm just losing my mind. The 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 gap between these two teams is razor thin. It's mm-hmm. razor thin. So if the razor breaks your way tonight, now you just got to go into one game and have a really good night. There, there. This is. Not, I agree with what you said earlier. This does not feel like when the Dodgers were down three to one against the Braves last year, and I actually oddly, weirdly felt like they were in a halfway decent spot. 
yeah, they can beat this team three times a row. This doesn't quite feel like that, but that doesn't mean that they can't win the series. It doesn't mean that they can't sure. win tonight. Sure. It doesn't mean that Walker Bueller can't go in there and pitch beautifully, or let's say he doesn't pitch beautifully. Tony Gonsolin comes in and pitches. There, there are a lot of things that can break the Dodger way. But they need to swing the bats. They absolutely have to find a way to swing the bats. All right, let's put that aside for a second. We're going to take more of your phone calls coming up in just a little bit about that. But we need to talk about the Raiders and where they go from here, Al. We need to figure out exactly, are the Raiders still a playoff team? Does this thing absolutely sink their season? What happened with them dismissing John Gruden yesterday? We're going to do all of that coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, it seems to be generally assumed on Twitter, for whatever that's worth, that Walker Bueller is going to be the guy today, Al, that he's going to get the, get the ball and how long he goes. We'll see. It's, it's such a weird deal on short rest, starting pitchers. Some guys really do well on it, like Madison Bumgarner, legend, because he's able to pitch on short rest for the Giants, right? And then there are some guys, Clayton Kershaw, who on short rest become far less than their best selves. So we don't know which one Walker Bueller is. I guess we'll find out today if, in fact, he does get that ball. Yeah, Bueller, if I'm correct here, has not been in a predicament like this before, correct? Not that I can recall. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Look, he may be one of those guys. He may be a guy like Kurt Schilling or Randy Johnson who on two or three days rest says, yeah, let's go. I feel fine. Let's do this all over again. I mean, certainly possible. It's not. And and if he is, Dodger, this is what's so weird about this. Last night felt like a kick in the stomach, right? It's just that everything that you were needed to break your way didn't. And every hit that you thought was going to drop didn't. And you got a great pitching performance that still wasn't good enough could turn tonight you win tonight you're down to a one swing one pitch one call and and all of a sudden now this is what's fine I never even thought about it like this I almost want that situation because that feels to me like a more advantageous spot for the Dodgers against this giant team than it has against the other because for whatever reason when they play these games straight up the Giants seem to catch them by a nose just by a little bit so maybe we do need a weird outcome in game five so real quick what you said about Bueller um, I, I do think he'll get the start. And like you said, the the kind of the luxury, I guess you can say, that, that plays a part of this is you can put Tony Gonsolin if things are not going well because you've never had Walker Bueller on three days rest or whatever the case is since his last since his last start. That's number one. The second thing is as well, you got pretty much your entire bullpen ready to go. So as many guys as you need, you, you'll be able to – you're kind of in that spot. And, oh, by the way, if you get to a Thursday – Julio's ready to go. So, Trav, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't, 
I wouldn't understand if 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 um, Dave Roberts decided not to use Bueller to start off this game. I think that'd bring up a lot more questions than answers. I think you're right. I, I think that's exactly the way to look at it. That going with Bueller makes the most sense. It eliminates the most questions, and maybe they can figure it out after that. All right, let's try a few more of these Dodger calls before we get to John Gruden and the Raiders. Let's go to. Downey and Johan. Johan, you're on with Travis and Slay. What's going on? Uh, hello. Hello. Yeah. So yeah. So yesterday I was watching the game and I couldn't believe that Dave Roberts let Austin Barnes pinch it. I was like, please, any other guy, just not Barnes, please. Yeah, it was a weird decision, but it didn't feel catastrophic to me in the moment. I, I you know, he goes up there, he puts him in against Rogers, then they take Rogers out, then they bring in the left-hander. So you already had the right-hander in there. I. I Using your catcher in a pinch-hitting role early in the game always feels kind of weird to me, but who are your other right-handed options at that point, right? You're, you're, if you're going to switch, you have Lux available, you have Bellinger available. Most of your options at that point are, are left-handed, left-on-left, so I, I don't know who you would have rather seen up there. Well, T. Raj also kind of point this out. Let's not hide also as well. It's not like... Uh, Corey Seager is not having his best series. Trey Turner is not having his best series. As in, there are other guys that you're going to depend on that are the heart of your lineup that have been so good, so consistent for you. Uh, it, it's not one. If you try to isolate one person, uh, it, it's not the right thing to do because you have two games where you scored zero runs out of these three. That's not a one-person problem. That's you got a number of guys that have to, you know, obviously. Um, be hitting into either double plays or just fly outs or strikeouts, so it's not one individual. No, it's not. It's the the entire team got five hits last night, right? The entire team scored zero runs. The entire team scored zero runs in game one. It's not uh, Cody Bellinger's batting a buck sixty. Nothing's happening. Oh, mm-hmm. Austin Barnes came out and had a, a week after the whole team. No, nobody scored. I know they hit a bunch of balls hard, but so what. At the end of the day, that's a big fat so what. You either score or you don't, and they did not. El Segundo is the next stop, and Ryan. Ryan, you're on with Travis and Salee. What's up? Hey, guys. First off, big fan of the show, big fan of the station. Love listening to you guys. Um, I think last week you guys were talking about Walker Bueller having nothing to prove, but I think this is actually where he does go out and prove it. This is elimination time, short rest time. This is time where if he wants to be that man, he wants to be that guy. Here's the ball. Go out there. Dominate for as long as you can. Put us in the position to win. And then going back to what the previous caller was talking about with Lux, I think you got to have him in there. He's swung the bat too well. He's put up good plate appearances since he's been back up from the minors, and he's grinding out those at-bats. I think the questions they have to answer are, are you going to start Chris Taylor versus A.J. Pollock and then Bellinger versus Beatty? Um, but thanks, guys. Love the show. Uh, love to hear your response. Thanks. Appreciate yeah, it, man. Ryan, thanks. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't hate the idea of having Gavin Lux in the lineup. The question is, where do you put him and who comes out? Maybe you put him in left field. That means that either Chris Taylor or A.J. Pollock is out of the lineup. A.J. Pollock did have a big double in game two. You know, Chris Taylor hit the ball hard last night. Which of those two guys come? Does Cody Ballinger stay on the bench or does he go to first base? There's a whole bunch of moving parts there. I think, I put it to you this way, Al. I would be very surprised if Gavin Lux is not getting multiple at-bats tonight. When you have a squad that, you know, I started saying it a little bit earlier, when you have a squad that has a total of zero runs in two of these three games, Trav, you might have to roll the dice a little bit. You might have to do things that you were – you're not in a position to say, okay, well – and I I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm 
discrediting defense. I'm not. I mean, the Giants won yesterday's game because they played defense, because their defense was unbelievable. If you want to point to one thing yesterday, the difference between the Dodgers and the Giants is big-time defensive plays was the difference of the game. But when you're not scoring runs, you might have to take that chance. And then if you are you have a 3-2 lead and you're going into the seventh inning, go make all your defensive moves that you want to make to try to close out the game. Yeah, it, with the other thing that he mentioned, too, about Walker Bueller doesn't have anything to prove, but he tonight's a night where he can prove it anyway. I, I think tonight's a night where if he goes out there and pitches the way that Walker Bueller can pitch, it just kind of adds to his legacy as one of those dudes. It adds to his legacy as the guy that took the ball in 163, the guy that's pitched in World Series games and won World Series games, the guy that is basically in his entire career had one clunker of a postseason appearance, and it was in his very first one ever. Since then, he's been like, if he can add another brick to that wall, it just makes his legend that much Trap, more but, impressive. But, I don't think there's anything left to prove. But, let me let me say this. I mean, you can't say nothing left to prove. He's so young. There's plenty of things left to prove. Like there's and there's what? an ex- what, what what would you like to see him do that he and hasn't done? There is an expectation for Walker Bueller because he's so freaking good that it's not like okay, well, whatever he's, he's accomplished is just icing on the cake. No, you're that good. This is I, I get what you're saying about this game is not going to determine his legacy. I understand that the guy is he's ice cold, but I think there's also this there's this. Bueller, we need you right now. Can you mm-hmm. come through for us again with a? Can I let me use Scherzer as an example? Yesterday, how? I mean, what what do you say about Max Scherzer yesterday? You cannot have a better performance than Max Scherzer yesterday. Well, it, that you that could. game you could. You could. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You could. Yeah, you could. It was could. great, but it wasn't great enough. Alex okay. Wood okay. Gave okay. Up can zero I, runs. Can, can I say this then? Game one of this series. You could have had a better performance if you were Walker Bueller. You could, sure. right? Because sure. you lost three to nothing. So technically, yes, you could. But that game last night from Scherzer, the guy has nothing left to prove, right? Like he yeah. technically doesn't because he's 37 years old. Walker Bueller, yes, he's already accomplished so many great things. They need him tonight. They needed oh, Scherzer last different. night. And that's that's, different. that's kind of the, the thought they, process. They there. absolutely need him. That's different. And the expectations are through the roof. That's because he's done all these things. But the, the phrase, something to, Clayton Kershaw had something to prove going into last season. There's this big, fat question hanging over your entire existence of, um, dude, we know you've done everything there is to do except for this one thing. We need you to do the one thing. There's no one thing left with Walker. The, the, now, I'd like the, to see him do it over and over and over again for sure. But that's going to be the expectation. That's yeah. going to be the expectation yeah, because no, he's so good. He's he's built that expectation for himself. I think he'll pitch well tonight. If, in fact, he's the guy that gets the ball, I, I don't think he's going to give you seven or eight innings. But if he could give you five innings and give up a run or two, I sure. think that's a really, really good outing for him on short rest. All right, we're going to get to John Gruden coming up here in just a little bit. He, air quotes, resigned from the head coaching position of the Raiders yesterday. 10.55 for, uh, for John Gruden. Yeah, they resigned. That is the, the weakest resignation in the history of football. That's coming up 10.55. But up next, it's Bunch of Funch, tailor-made edition. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. So tell me what you think about this, Al. On the days that Taylor is here and not yes. Funch, we need yep. to come up with a different name than Bunch of Funch. We can have Bunch of Funch when Funch is here, but we need a different title for when it's a Taylor day. How about Tuesdays with Taylor? But what if he's here on a Thursday? Thursdays with Taylor. <laughs> Ooh, Perfect. creative. Very creative. What do you got for us, Taylor? <laughs> okay, here we go. So I was actually at the game last night. Nice. And I took a friend who was a Giants fan. Oh. So he experienced quite a bit of heckling in our left field seats. Granted, he was kind of bringing a little bit of it on. By was he numbers. rocking? Is he wearing like a Giants jersey or is he just hanging out? Jersey yeah. hat, whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's aggressive. That's aggressive. So I gotta ask Travis Lee, have you ever been outnumbered in enemy territory, or have you been heckled for wearing the colors of the wrong team? So I I have worn uh, the the visiting team's colors before, but I wasn't yeah. outnumbered. As weird as that sounds, like I was like this the be- was this a Clippers Lakers game? <laughs> no, I haven't done that. But what I have done is I've gone to Dodger games in San Diego. Okay, and there are more Dodger fans at Petco Park than there are Padre fans. So you're in enemy territory, technically, but I felt very comfortable knowing that I had 35,000 of my buddies with me inside of Petco Park. All right, let me give you real enemy territory. Enemy territory is when I told you uh, last time you go to try to park at a Chargers Raiders game down at Qualcomm <laughs> Stadium. That's right. enemy ter- enemy territory, even though it's your own territory. Okay, <laughs> that's one. The other one. This is arguably the best road experience I've ever been on, and I don't know if it will get topped. Lakers in Boston wearing the purple road Magic Johnson awesome. jersey. That's great. Right in the thick. That's great. I love Right that. in the thick of the TD Waterhouse Garden, whatever the hell they call it. And uh, that's a game Don't. that actually went into overtime. Kobe hit a shot over Ray Allen. Lakers won by one. You can imagine You can imagine the celebration from there. Yeah, I would imagine that jersey had a few beers on it by the time you got out of the building. Can I, can I tell you something? This actually, I think maybe – so it's a magic jersey. I got a lot of compliments from um, from Boston fans saying, hey, that's a cool jersey, which makes me think maybe there are a lot of people, if somebody's rocking a Larry Bird jersey at Staples Center, that would say, hey, that's a cool jersey. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I, think, I think so. A lot. Not a lot. If they Not were rocking a, a Paul Pierce jersey, it would be yeah. a much different conversation. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So here's my question to you, Taylor. If your instigator, troublemaking friend would have gotten into a scrap, are you going in there to help him or is he on his own? He's on his own. Yeah. Yep. Smart <laughs> decision, bro. Smart decision. Very I would decision. tell him I got to go to the concessions real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go grab a helmet nachos. Good luck with those <laughs> nine guys. Good, good, good luck. Okay, What's speaking that? of food. On the way back, we stopped and got some Mexican in Inglewood, and uh, Mexican food's kind of been a hot-button issue on the show last week. So no issues. No issues. <laughs> we discussed Slee's fruit order yesterday, but guys, I got to know, what's your taco truck order? First wow. of all, can I just say this? Um, Jorge was also at the Dodger game yesterday, who put carne asada, I think, number 14 on his top uh, <laughs> list of, of meats. Taco uh, meats. Ended up getting carne asada nachos. I'm like, well, you can't say something bad about carne asada and then go represent the carne asada culture. Um, okay, so a taco truck, Trav, agree yeah. with me on this um, or disagree. Uh, very simple for me. 
Very simple. You and I have had this conversation before. They're always going to double tortilla. That's fantastic. Three tacos, perfect for me. Let's throw some carne asada. I might make two of those carne asada tacos, one of those chicken, which I know is not high on your list. I don't need much on there. A little cilantro, a little bit of onions. I put my salsa on there as well. Usually the taco truck's not going to have avocado, so I'm good. We'll leave the avocado off. And then if they're going to do the – do you do the pineapple? The al pastor you're talking about? Do you know how they? Oh, that's right. That is for the Alpa store. That's my yeah, right. too. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's that's. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm no, I'm going to stick you, with what you, I have. Why, there. why are you surprised that I know what I'm talking about yeah. when it comes to a taco <laughs> truck? Like, you, why, that, why did that catch you by surprise? You you took it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was a very <laughs> Al. I got it from here. I got it from here, bud. No, actually, your order is about the same thing that I get. I'm going to get the three tacos. I'm going to get a carne asada. I'm going to get a chicken too, and then I'm going to ask the guy in the truck. You know, if you're going to get one that is isn't these two, what would you get? And we're getting that on that third taco. Mm. That's the, I just I want to know what the truck specialty might be, so to speak. We're going to do a little lime, a little cilantro, a little onion, a little green salsa probably. Maybe some radish on there too if they got the radishes I was going to say some spicy there. carrots. You're doing yeah. the carrots. Absolutely. And the, yeah, That's that good too. too. And then I'm pulling that big bottle of Mexican Coke out of that crushed ice, and I am going to town. That is the, uh, the go-to taco truck order. No cucumber though, Trev. <laughs> well, they had, now that I know, now that yeah. I know, I've been missing out on the cucumbers for it's sure. A real thing. I'm going cucumbers. Yes. What's okay. next? Okay, here we go. Sixty-one percent of Americans said that they dressed up in costumes for Halloween last year during a pandemic, uh, spending more than eight billion on their festive outfits and decorations. Sure. sure. Wow. Trav and yeah. Slee, when's the last time you dressed up for Halloween? And have Lady Slee and Mrs. Rogers ever asked you to have matching outfits? So I go first on this. Sure, I'll I'll go first. I've never done like the uh, tandem costume with my wife. We've never gone as like Romeo and Juliet or one one of those situations. We've never we've never done that. Um, I don't remember the last time that I've dressed up for Halloween, but I have done it. I've done it in the last five or ten years, probably not every year, but I have a go to Halloween costume that's a pair of like trucker overalls and I have a foam hat. And I carry a bottle of Jack Daniels and chew in the front pocket. So I'm kind of that guy, like a deranged trucker kind of deal. That's my my go-to costume. But I haven't broken it out in a while. All right. So definitely have not. And this is kind of a, a good thing here with Lady Slee where it's you don't have to. She's not one, hey, what are we doing for Halloween? You know, it's not one of those. Like, I, I think she'll probably be more uh, opposed to that than I even would. Okay, that's number one. <laughs> Second thing is I got to really – kind of think back. The only thing I could think of a costume that I wore like an idiot at San Diego State University, I thought, no, I'm just going to be, I'm going to wear a referee jersey and I'm, I'm going to be a ref. And I had a whistle. <laughs> I think I had a fro too. The fro made no sense. None of it made sense. None of it made sense. I want to say that's the last time I dressed up. It's been you, that long, Travis. I, I don't know why, but yeah. you dressed as a referee seems entirely on brand for you. Yeah. <laughs> that just, just seems oddly Alan Sliwa specific. Just, like, out of I'm not nowhere, the least bit surprised. No, out of nowhere, I blew a whistle a couple times. You know, <laughs> no, 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 you can't do that. Not doing that here. There you go. I, I I could see you in the referee calling fouls on fellow, fellow party goers and whatever it might be. It's 11 o'clock. Let's shut it down, guys. Let's <laughs> well, shut it down. Always a good time to shut it down. All right. John Gruden is out, and, well, if you read these emails, it's been a very long time in coming. You'll hear me and Slee on this, plus Keyshawn had some really, really pointed comments as well. Those are all coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.